Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue from the Block M Podcast Network here with you on August 29th, headed into August 30th, your Wednesday, and we are just a few days away from kicking off the 2023 Michigan football season. It's game week, Luke Yardy, Tyler Seeley. Tyler, what's going on, man? You pumped? You feeling it? You ready oh, to go man. Saturday? I, I cannot wait for Saturday. I really... I'm looking forward to it, as I'm sure all the listeners are, too, and I'm sure you are as well. Um, Looking to just kind of see them go out there and let it rip finally, right? We've been talking about this for months and months now. I know you and I have only been together about two months here now, but, you know, ever since, you know, the sour taste in our mouth against TCU, um, you know, we've been talking about, okay, this 2023 team really looks like Jim Harbaugh's 
potentially his best team uh, since at least 2016. So um, we're really looking forward to it, and uh, I can't wait to cover it. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be fun. I feel like, I, I don't know, it feels like football season is never going to get here when it's like the offseason, right? Like, because we, we just... We we long for it so like more so than than really any other sport, and it's just like the off season just seems so long and so long, and it's such a long camp that starts at the beginning of August, and now finally, it's it it's coming, and I don't know, it almost feels surreal uh, that that it's game week right now. I still don't believe that that we're going to be kicking it off uh, on Saturday, but we got a little appetizer uh, over the past weekend. Don't know if you caught any of the the week zero games at all. I did. I did. I caught Notre Dame and, and Navy. I caught a little bit of UMass and what was it New Mexico State. Um, I caught a little bit of USC. I actually kind of fell asleep, so I, I went back and watched the highlights of that. Man, Caleb Williams is something special. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, you're you're not wrong there, man. That is uh, that's for sure. It's going to be uh, quite the uh, quite the season. I I certainly know that, man. But it was great to see some college football out there for sure. Uh, you know, obviously Notre Dame, they looked absolutely fantastic. Sam Hartman, he seems to be the real deal, uh, which good for him, man. I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, uh, pretty excited for him to, to be quite honest with you, because I remember, I, I don't know if you ever watched the show QB one on Netflix, uh, yep. that you, you remember his season. And I think he was in season two with like Justin Fields and, and one other guy that I can't remember, but do you remember like, their his high school's practice field just looked like they were in a random park somewhere like it wasn't even close to high school stadium like he didn't have the i guess like the the top tier facilities at IMG some big high school yeah right exactly man and he just seemed like a hard working kid and you know was going to wake forest and uh he had obviously a great career there and uh, good for him to get the opportunity to to really go play for uh, you know, uh, a, a, t- a team and a program like Notre Dame and for, for him to be kind of on this big stage now, I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. He looked like, um, you know, everything Notre Dame has needed for a long time. You know, that last year they had what Tyler Buckner and they've kind of had these quarterbacks that can kind of get it done. But when it comes to grind time and to put real points up on the boards, they really struggle to do that. And you saw that in the Ohio State game last year. So be interesting to see. I mean, that certainly should put Ohio state on, on, on blast here. Like, Oh wow. Notre Dame actually might have a quarterback and they might actually be able to score with us potentially. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, Ohio state's got three weeks to to figure it out at that position uh, be, before they, they roll into South Bend here uh, this year, you know, as we, uh, we, we definitely have heard some things from them. Sounds like they're going with Kyle McCord, but Devin Brown in, in potentially in waiting. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out like Ohio State always does, and it's going to be a battle at the end of November. But we're looking forward to week one here when East Carolina uh, comes into the big house and we finally get football here. But, of course, uh, not necessarily, I wouldn't call it, going off without a hitch uh, to begin the season here, Tyler, as Michigan Will not be with Jim Harbaugh. We do know that uh, Jesse Minter is going to be taking over uh, the head coaching duties for game number one. Also, Michigan, in addition to Jim Harbaugh, has self-imposed a one-game suspension for Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator. So it'll be Kirk Campbell, recently promoted quarterbacks coach, uh, who will be handling the play-calling duties 
on Saturday. So yeah, there, there's all there's something usually uh, to to begin the year. There's also uh, something else potentially. We we've heard some rumors uh, from uh, some injuries and some guys uh, banged up here. But first and foremost, uh, the the coaching staff how they're handling this. They've got. Uh, uh, Jesse Minter here. Uh, they've got they've got two coaches. Uh, for for game number two, and then Sharon Moore taking taking game number three. He brought on his dad. Uh, to, yep. to be an assistant coach along with Ben Herbert. Man, what what do you make of all of this? Uh, I I'll tell you what I make of it is it's the most Jim Harbaugh thing possible. <laughs> You know, Jim Harbaugh is, is not the guy like Urban Meyer where, you know, Ryan Day is the offensive coordinator. We're going Ryan Day all three games, and then when I come back, you know, I'm taking over. Jim Harbaugh said, you know, at the beginning of the season, I believe it might have even been at Big Ten Media Day, um, that, you know, he's got a lot of coach head co- potential head coaches on this staff. And so, you know what, he's going to give those guys an opportunity to, you know, showcase themselves a little bit. You know, Sharon Moore – probably would have been the guy had he not been suspended for the first game of the season. Um, but, you know, obviously he's got that suspension that he's going to deal with. Um, so, you know, Jesse Minter will do a good job. And then you got the two guys. And then obviously, um, Sharon Moore, I'm sure will do a great job in game three. I, I Like I talked to, to you about last week, I think you and I could go out there. And as long as Jim Harbaugh is um is coaching this team during the week, I don't think they're going to miss a beat on Saturday. I really just think the talent gap is so, so, so great compared to, you know, some of the Big Ten opponents that they'll face, you know, going forward. But East Carolina is, is obviously the week one opponent. And uh, you just play who you have on the schedule. Obviously, do you wish it was a Texas or do you wish it was a Notre Dame? Maybe, potentially. But not not in the way that the playoff is 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 right now. Um, they, they don't really reward you for playing those kind of games right now. So why would you? Well, I certainly I, I'm certainly glad that it's it's not for this three game suspension. You know, I when oh, they go yeah, up absolutely. against Texas Texas next year in the non conference, I, I would like you know Michigan to be at full health and you know all the coaches on the sideline and everything like that. Uh, but no, like you said. Uh, first and foremost, this is such a Jim Harbaugh thing. Really, I I feel like he's making almost a a charade. He's being kind of petty about it. But on the flip side, it does provide opportunities. It gives different guys a chance to showcase, to put on the big headset, to see what it's like to coach on the sideline in a Power 5 game as the head coach, as the CEO of the team. So I think it is really cool of Jim Harbaugh to to be doing this and give these guys experience because he truly believes guys like Sharon Moore, uh, probably Mike Hart, Jesse Minter all have the opportunity, Jim will Harbaugh. have the opportunity to be head, be head coaches uh, in the future. Yeah, I agree with you. Jay Harbaugh, another guy that, you know, obviously Jim Harbaugh's son, but certainly another guy that has done a really good job um, in his roles at Michigan. Um yeah, it's definitely a big Jim Harbaugh thing. I love this quote, what he said yesterday um, of, you know, people say that this suspension is a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, it's like a baseball cap to the kneecap, baseball bat to the kneecaps. Um, so, you know, Jim Harbaugh obviously taking this pretty hard. And, um, you know, he's kind of making a mockery of it by saying, you know what, we're, we're going to do, we're going to put four or five different guys as the, quote-unquote head man while I'm gone so screw you guys kind of thing and I, I like that <laughs> bringing Jack on was the uh was the feather in the cap on, on that front bringing in his dad to 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 be part of the coaching staff while he's gone man is uh 
Yeah, I, I laughed. I, I couldn't do anything but laugh because you know that that Jim was was kind of given the middle finger right there to the NCAA. Absolutely. You know, so no, it, it, it'll be fun, though. Uh, You know, first three games, like you said, ultimately uh, very winnable games for Michigan should win these games going away regardless because the talent gap is so good. Jim Harbaugh is going to get uh, to to coach throughout the week, just not going to be able to uh, coach on the sidelines during the games. But you're absolutely right. Jim Harbaugh is a competitor, man. He wants to be out there with his guys like you're taking him away from his family. And he's he's big on family and values and everything like that. You're forcing him to be away from them while they go to war. Like it has to eat away at, at him. So I, I totally understand where he's coming from with the baseball bat to the kneecap comment. Oh yeah. And he, he cited, you know, he had never missed uh, three straight games in the NFL, or maybe he yep. did once with a broken shoulder. What was a broken knee or something, something he had an injury that he missed time in the NFL. And it was at the end of the season. He's like, probably would have been even longer. Um, But He's taking it personally, and he should take it personally because, as we talked about, it's kind of bullshit what, what's going on there. So, um, you know, he's taking, he's wearing his emotions on his sleeve as he usually does. And uh, I think you got a very authentic version of Jim Harbaugh that you don't usually get. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, also, uh, on top of that, not only are they going to be w- without Jim Harbaugh and, and Sharon Moore, sounds like a, a couple of injuries, are going to keep out one of the the top safety duos uh, in the country, rumor has it, for for game number one against East Carolina. Sounds like both Rod Moore and Makari Page uh, could be without, uh, not be dressing up, and and Michigan could be without them here this week. As we know, uh, these are are two of the best safeties in the country, one of the top safety tandems uh, in the country for sure. And uh, to, to be without them, Definitely gives you a little cause for concern as we get into breaking down East Carolina, maybe not a ton, uh, but, you know, kind of like with the coaches being out, this this provides an opportunity for some guys to step up. Sounds like uh, probably Keon Sab, Quentin Johnson going to be uh, being the guys to to get out there and play in safety here this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm sure you'll get some Caden Colasar out there as well. Um, you know, uh I mean, the goal of this is to blow them out to the point where you can play everybody, really. I mean, you know, you, you want to see some of the younger guys uh, in there. So uh, that's it's obviously concerning, but um, I think if it was a situation where this was Ohio State coming into the big house, I think you'd you'd see a different situation there with Rod Moore, Macari Page. Um, I also saw that Peyton O'Leary could be dealing with something. I saw that... Um, who was the other one? I saw that uh, – who was the other one that was dealing with something? Obviously, Amarion Walker is dealing with something as well. So it'll be interesting to see who actually plays um, because if you're not 100%, why why go out there? You know, you're going to win this game more than likely, even with your backups in there. So, um, you know, if you're not good to go, then don't go. Yeah, as long as the offensive line is, is healthy and that running back room – uh, is still good, and J.J. McCarthy is out there, and a good portion of that defense uh, still going to be playing. You know, like, like Will Johnson, I think they're more than capable uh, with some of these these other guys. You know, um, 
playing the safety position. I, I think they're they're absolutely going to be all right. Also thought it was interesting. Sounds like we know, obviously, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, the top two. Sounds like Kalel Mullings uh, has taken the RB3 role, uh, and Benjamin Hall is kind of right there. Interested to see what C.J. Stokes uh, usage is and what his role on the team is after we saw him as a true freshman uh, uh, last year. But you, you want to talk about a deep running back room, man. It, it, it's going to be tough to get out there and get carries uh, for, for guys not named Donovan Edwards or Blake Corum. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, when push comes to shove, if it, I, I liked what I saw with C.J. Stokes last year. Yeah, he had a fumble or two, but, um, you know, as a true freshman, I thought he took the bull by the horns and actually was pretty good when he was out there. Um, he was in a lot of the garbage time uh, in the, early in the season and then a little bit in that Indiana, uh, not Indiana, the Illinois game late in the season where we thought, you know, the season was away from us as, you know, Michigan trailed late in that game. But um, I don't need to put you back down that root canal that was that game. Um, but, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards actually play in the game. I wonder if they go up 14 or 21 nothing if, if you see them at all again the rest of the game. Although, you know, we talk about number two and potentially, you know, getting – at least in the conversation for the Heisman, I think this could be his Heisman season if he, you know, has a hell of a season and, and you know, you know, there's there's issues with the quarterbacks uh, throughout the country. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Donovan Edwards, to be honest with you, is a better running back. I know a lot of that's kind of a controversial uh, situation and, and, and statement, but I think Donovan Edwards and push comes to shove, I think could be the better running back going forward. Right now, Blake Corum, obviously you know, Heisman contender and, and last year could have won it if it if it broke his way and, you know, didn't have the injury and, you know, played in the Ohio State game and the Big Ten title game. So it'll be interesting to see. I uh, in, in terms of that, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I think they're two very different skill sets uh, between Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. I think Donovan Edwards is more explosive, but I think Blake Corum's got better vision. I think he's a, oh, he's yeah. a better one cut running back. I, I, I do think he, he's better at making guys miss uh, Donovan Edwards is a better pass catcher. I yep. think they, they just have they're very complimentary play styles to, to one another. They're not the same running back at all. And no, I think that's what makes are. them so dangerous as a one two punch. Absolutely. I wonder if you're going to see them out there together at some points in this season. I, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be. Uh, we talked about this last year, man, and I'm, I'm I'm surprised we didn't see it more. I'm surprised we didn't see Donovan Edwards more lined up in the slot, getting mismatches on linebackers. I know he was dealing with some injuries throughout the year, particularly that hand in the second half of the season. But, man, he's such a matchup nightmare. You know, he's he's bigger than, uh, you know, if, he, if he's got a corner matched up on him, motion him back into the backfield, hand, hand the damn ball off. But if you can get a linebacker on him, get him out in the slot, get him outside, let him run one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. No one, not a guy in the country probably that could keep up with him at, at that position. So he's an yeah, absolute no weapon, and I really hope that, that they plan on utilizing him a little bit more like that. Absolutely. You know. Um, I am also wondering, uh, like we mentioned, Kirk Campbell could be calling the plays here. So you're going to, you know, Sharon Moore, he's an, he's an offensive line guy, Sharon Moore. He wants to run the football. Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk Campbell. He's a quarterback's coach, man. I wonder, I wonder if JJ is going to be airing it out a little bit here this Saturday. You know, I really hope so. You're going to have Roman Wilson wearing the number one. I don't know if you saw that change, but yeah, I Roman did, Wilson yes. switching from the number 14 to the number one, uh, and the number one, obviously, 
you wear the number one at Michigan, you're a bit, you're kind of a big deal. I know it hasn't been the last couple of years, but I think Roman Wilson going into his senior year wearing the number one. I mean, there isn't another guy that I would want to wear that other than maybe Cornelius Johnson. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to see if they do sling the rock a little bit. Um, I doubt you'll see JJ pulling, you know, pulling it on the read option or any RPOs or anything like that. Maybe you will. Um, but you do risk injury with that and you really don't want to do that against, you know, a very inferior opponent as, as East Carolina is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see if you see some, some deep shots early on, uh, just to try to keep the defense honest and honestly, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, they talked about wanting to throw the rock a little bit more this year. And so is that's a situation where early on you can kind of, you know, get on the same page with your receivers early in the season where, so when you do get into a situation where you really need a first down or you need, you know, a deep shot to hit, you hit it. Yeah, man, I would, I would like to see it. Cause it sounds like JJ has, has really made some strides under Kirk Campbell. He, he mentioned that uh, Kirk Campbell has kind of brought him to the next level and unlocked a next level within him. So I definitely want to see that maybe build some chemistry with some of these younger guys like Tyler Morris and Darius Clemens. And, you know, we don't know about O'Leary if he's going to be out there or not, but I'd love to see Colson Loveland get involved. We got to see some chemistry and, and rapport built up with Barnhart uh, a little bit here. So go out there, sling the rock. We know you look, man, you're probably going to be able to push around East Carolina. If, if you need to run the ball, establish it. But I, I would like to see early on in the season, you know, when you have the opportunity to to play some teams like this, let's get the passing game a little more in sync. So by the time we hit conference play, we can kind of hit the ground running. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, they talked about wanting to throw the ball more. They talked yeah. about, um, you know, wanting to stretch the field out a little bit and kind of be a little bit more dynamic. I'm curious to see if that actually happens, uh, you know, because we heard that last year and it didn't really happen. So I, I'm not holding my breath. You know what I'm saying? I think they tried it a little bit in terms of like getting Roman Wilson open down the sidelines um, and Andrell Anthony as well. It just really didn't materialize. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if it's a situation where they, they can get on the same page and start hitting some deep shots, especially with Cornelius as he did in the Ohio state game. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I know we're talking college football here, but are you a fan of an NFL team as well? Well, would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? You're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice up to $5,000. And the rules to enter are really simple. All you got to do is go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. Contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the appropriate information. And, well, that's it. Once you've done that, you've officially been registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. Contest ends September 4th. Well, Tyler, let's turn our attention to the team coming into the big house here this week, and that is the East Carolina Pirates uh, coming in under Mike Houston in his fifth year in East Carolina. They went eight and five a year ago. Actually, uh, sneaky good year. 
uh, for the Pirates uh, a year ago. You take a look at what they did. They lost to to NC State to kick off the year, who was number 13, 21-20, gave the Wolfpack an absolute scare, uh, gave Navy a scare, lost to them in two overtime. They, they beat Memphis. They beat UCF. They won at BYU beat Temple, uh, lost to Cincinnati 27-25, uh, got blown out by Houston. But, man, you, you take a look at, at what they did against them. And yeah, it, it was uh, it, it was very, very impressive, you know. Um, so, but uh, the, the issue for East Carolina, you take a look at their offense. They averaged 32.5 points, 761 yards of offense a year ago. They are returning just four starters uh from the offense a year ago and really most of that was kind of uh offensive line and uh you you know one returning receiver and jailer uh jalen johnson excuse me who was okay for him last year but he was uh fourth on the team in receptions at 26 receptions 340 yards uh 13.1 average uh four touchdowns they lose Holton Allers their starting quarterback from a year ago Mason Garcia uh pegged to be the starter it looks like this year he was not very good a year ago in one start went 7 of 12 uh, for 54 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. They lose Keaton Mitchell, uh, who had 1,500 yards a year ago to go along with 14 touchdowns and a 7.2 average. Uh, so this is definitely going to be a different East Carolina team uh, coming into the big house on Saturday than they had a year ago, particularly a, a different offense uh, that East Carolina has. Yeah, different offense, a uh, lot younger of a team. And obviously you said that you alluded to that, that they went eight and five last year. Uh, they also beat East Carolina. Uh, sorry, they they beat Coastal Carolina in the uh, what Ticket Smart Birmingham Bowl. Um, Grayson McCall, one of the best, under one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football, played for that Coastal Carolina team, um, and they kept them to twenty nine points. So that's that's pretty big, I think. But yeah, they're going to be overmatched coming into the big house. A young team um, with not a whole lot to lose, uh, and Michigan has everything to lose. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, they they do return their their top tackler on the defensive side of the ball uh, in in Julius Wood, uh, but they lose some uh, massive pieces, uh, particularly uh, in sack production. One guy to look out for will be Jeremy Lewis, though he had four and a half sacks a year ago. Uh, but they lose Miles Berry, Gerard Stringer. Those guys have uh, combined for five and a half sacks. Uh, defensively, they were pretty good against the run actually last year, 3.4 yards of carry, uh, they held their opponents to, but through the air, man, they, they allowed about 300 yards. It came through the air, allowed, uh, opposing quarterbacks co- to complete 66.1% of their passes, uh, and, and allowed 6.1 yards per play, uh, through the air. So that's why I think Michigan's probably got a really good opportunity here to, to, to air this thing out and get the passing game rolling early on in the season. Yeah. Especially a little bit of RPO kind of thing, you know, you know, a little bit of uh pull it and JJ take a shot downfield or, or, you know, just hand it off. I, I like to see a little bit more of that. Um, feel like it didn't do a whole lot of that last year. Uh, I shouldn't even say that they did do a little bit of play action last year, but I don't, I don't think that they, they threw a lot on first down last year. I'd like to see a little bit more of that uh, in this game, especially against a weaker secondary. Um, You know, you have a very good offensive line who will protect you in, in a lot of situations. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, man. Uh, and quite honestly, it's going to be a decent test for Michigan up front, especially with a brand new offensive line. Because like I said, uh, they're actually returning some production on the defensive line, and they were very good against the run a year ago. Obviously, the secondary was got awful, but I do wonder if Michigan's going to see what they got uh, with the guys up front who can block the run uh, against, a, you know, for for a group of five team. Pretty good, pretty good team against the run. You mentioned Holden Coastal to, to just 29. I mean, like I said, held North Carolina State uh, to just 21 a year ago. at Cincinnati score. They they held Cincinnati to 27. I mean, you know, at times they, they could be a per, uh, pretty formidable defense, and they return, uh, according to Phil Steele's College Football Preview Magazine, six starters on defense, and most of them, like we said, predominantly on the defensive line. Yeah, they also like you said the NC State game. They they held Devin Leary to twenty one points. They lost by one against the number thirteen team in the country. So that if that doesn't show you what this team is potentially capable of, obviously they've lost a lot of players. Um, but you know the coaching staff and, and a lot of situations like that can coach up a team to at least you know compete for the first half, and and we'll see what happens as the game goes on. But uh, I mean. You know, it, it it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think I think they'll be overmatched, but it could be one of those yeah. situations where at halftime it's a twenty-one to seven game, and you're like, okay, we're they're kind of still in it. I yeah I. On the other side, man, Michigan's defense should absolutely feast. Uh, like we talked about, Mason Garcia. Uh, I think this is going to be his like third career start. It looks like he started a game in twenty twenty. Uh, I, he did, he had three pass attempts in 2021, had one start uh, a year ago. Uh, and so, so this is going to be his third start at the big house, uh, offensive line. They, <laughs> they only have 80 career starts amongst the, the five guys up front. Uh, they're, they're losing a bunch of their receivers, including their top two, uh, their, their running back who we said who had 1500 yards a year ago. Uh, offensively, they're just, I, I don't think they're bringing much, uh, to the big house on Saturday, Michigan's defensive line, Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, let's get, let's get these pass rushers, uh, really going off the edge and get after the quarterback rattle them kind of like they did to Car- uh, Colorado state uh, a year ago. They're going to be overmatched. So that's the good news is, is the offense is probably going to be put into some very advantageous, uh, positions. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, you'll be in situations where it's third and long and, and, you know, those guys can just come after the quarterback, Um, you know, a very young, inexperienced quarterback. I, I wouldn't even say young, but very inexperienced quarterback. Very inexperienced. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put and, it. He's been and honestly, since 2020, but starting a game in 2020 might as well have been, you know, 20 years ago compared to where we're at now in college football, especially, you know, with no fans in the crowd and stuff like that. So he'll be overmatched, you know, he'll, he'll be coming into the big house, but I'm sure he'll give it his best shot. And um, you know, but again, Michigan's defense is a top 10 defense in the country. It might even be a top five defense in the country when it's all said and done this year. So um, they'll definitely be overmatched, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, man, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm so glad that it's that it's almost here. I I, I could see this kind of going uh, similar to to Michigan in Colorado State uh, a year ago. You know, it, it it took a little bit for Michigan's offense to get humming in that Colorado State game, but but the defense just made it absolutely miserable uh, on their passing attack and their quarterback a year ago. And I, I very much could see it playing out 
uh, similar fashion. But uh, again, it's going to be hard to judge here, uh, especially when you look at point spreads and things like that with the new rules, uh, with, with the clock not stopping after after first downs. Um, you know, Michigan's got a, a new play caller, first time play caller, no head coach. Well, uh, the, not their normal head coach, Jesse Minter coaches first ever, uh, you know, college football game as a head coach. So I, you know, I have a hard time predicting exactly how it's going to go down. I, you know, I don't think it's going to be 51 to seven or anything like that, but I think Michigan wins uh pretty comfortably. I'm going to go ahead and say 45, seven is your final. Okay, I like that. And uh, just a couple of quick tidbits. You know, this is the first meeting between East Carolina and Michigan, so that'll be interesting. I think they cover. I think they win by more than 36. I think they win like 53 to 10 or something like that, 53 to 7 or something like that. I think that on defense, there's some resistance early on from East Carolina Mm -hmm. against Michigan's offense. Maybe they force a couple of punts, a couple of three and outs or something like that just as they're getting things kind of going and then i think as the game goes on they they just kind of wear them down with quorum and edwards and you know maybe a couple of deep shots um you know from jj so we'll see what happens but i think michigan covers that um and i think they hit the over under as well it's here man it's it here. is it's it here. Is. next time we do this together we're gonna be recapping the michigan football game I gotta ask you, did you get your uh, your Peacock subscription yet, or what? I've had, yeah, I've had Peacock, but I've, I'm still not happy about the whole ordeal. Uh, you know, I actually like what Peacock has to offer. I'm a big Office fan, Parks and Rec stuff like that. But you know, so I've had it, but I, you know, I, I don't like that they're doing this. That's for sure. You know what I find quite interesting? What are they gonna do for people that want to watch these games at bars? Like, you just can't watch it. Like, I know bars some bars have, have bars gonna TVs. have to have to get it. You know it's unbelievable it's like are you kidding me now as a bar owner you got to go out and now you got to get peacock for one michigan game because they only have one on peacock that we know of right so it it just almost makes no sense but you know what it is what it is this is where we're at in the world well you know you know what the move is generally peacock like offers like a 14 free day trial go ahead and hit that free trial and cancel the subscription yeah that's exactly what i'm gonna do but uh yeah, looking forward to it, man. Uh, you know, we're we're finally I got what three more work days and and we're we're back at college football. We have a long weekend. We got the Florida State and uh oh, LSU man. game, which so is going to be good. awesome. We got um Utah and Florida on on Thursday uh, night. Thursday night, you got Nebraska yep. and uh Minnesota, which yep. is on Thursday night as well. So we're we are back, man. We're we're uh, about we're two all the way back, Tyler. Being back. We're all the way back, buddy. All right, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on social media at SealDog91. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardy, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure you tune into all of our shows here at the Block M Podcast Network. We've got some great ones out of the blue. We've got Future Blue with Tyler and Vaughn. Pick'em Podcast coming out on Friday. We're going to be picking out some great week one lines. Dan Plucker, myself, and Vaughn Lozon, man. So check out all of our great shows. We're going to keep you stocked and get you through every single day of the week throughout the college football season. For Tyler Seeley, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Feeling Blue.